Bad idea. What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. Hold on. I was like hearing stuff again for the first time. Oh. I was like, what? I'll stop is all <coughs> that. making small noises. No, it's okay. What I hear is God. <laughs> Ugh, all that and then like this. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> kill both of y'all. It's so disgusting. Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> grossest thing. <laughs> I hate you both. That's okay. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. are y'all ready to do this? Let's yeah. get pumped up, Lisa. Look at yeah. you. You look physically uncomfortable. I am so tired. You look like you want to curl up and die. Should, no. Do we need like a warm-up exercise or something? No, I'm not Whoa. doing improv warm-ups. <laughs> I was thinking more like cheer. Cheers? Mm. Yeah. Or you mean like cheerleader Like cheer? cheerleader, yeah, warm-ups. I think... Um, a G G R E S S I E V E. I almost fucked it up at the end. You B aggressive. B E aggressive. Or A G. No, keep going. How do G-R-E- you do it? Wait. <laughs> I just know the. I was a cheerleader B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E. in middle school. A G G R E S S I V E. B. Yeah. Aggressive. B E aggressive. I forgot about the B part. Yeah. I'm not gonna even try to spell right now, so I'm just like waiting for y'all to do the always like part. A T T A C K. Attack! 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 Oh. Whoa. Like that's I said, a, no that's big aggressive. Deal. What was your mascot? Eighth grade cheerleader. Uh, the Mercus and Matadors. Pew. But you don't. The Matadors don't attack. No, they're they do the definitely defensive mm-hmm. until they have like a couple seconds of offense and that's it. Yeah. I mean, so do, did you wait for middle school? That's true. <laughs> you know, we were the, the only... bulldog. What was your middle school? The Maroons. That's so what weird. That? Like in Austin High. Austin High is the Maroons yep. also. It's just a color. It's just a color. And a little fuzzy guy. And our mascot was a gold miner. Who wore maroon That's overalls. So Colorado. But also, isn't calling someone a maroon an insult in Looney yeah, Tunes language? Yep. It also means someone who's left on a desert island, but they insisted it was just uh, yes. the color. When you're marooned. Yep. What was your elementary school? My elementary school mascot was the Mustangs, and that's still the best. That was my high school. We were the Eagles, because I went to Summit. Oh. That was my... That's my... um, Travis Heights Thunderbirds. Mm. I don't remember my first elementary school, but my second one was the Horsemen because it was Sleepy Hollow. Oh, nice. That's cool. Oh, you probably had a cool drawing for that, like on the letterhead. Yeah, it was cool. I think you have food in your hair. Maybe. Wow. We're doing some real. Stop it. No, no, no. Some Um, monkey cage stuff. And then my third elementary school was the Chargers. Oh. Horses, Dang. all horse related. Yeah, lots car of horses related. In my horses and a bulldog, <laughs> and, a and a bulldog. I was a Bruin. bulldog. I went to a lot of schools. Yeah, no bounced shit. around a lot. My high school was Bruins. My first high school was Bruins. Mm-hmm. My second high school was, was Mustangs. What was your third high school? College. Whoa, oh, I get it. The mascot was college because we're smart. <laughs> we were a bobcat. It was a book. That's yeah, my, my mascot. college mascot sucked. Tigers? Who gives a shit? Yeah. In, in Colorado? Oh. Why would there be tigers in Colorado? Why would know. there be any tigers in the U.S. at all? Good point. You know? Good point. <laughs> I'm serious. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, Introduce us. I'm Karina Magyar. <laughs> Say it. Uh, I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Whitney Lamond. <laughs> this is this is mascot brunch. Yes. Yay. The brunch of Introduce mascots. us. Say it. God. <laughs> Say your fucking name. We're just going to do whatever okay. Whitney tells us tonight. Because she's in charge. She's got the headphones on. That's true. Go make me something with peanut butter. That's all I want. 
What? I don't know. That's what I want right now. I just want some peanut butter. To eat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, just to eat. Well, I don't you know. know what it sounds like when you eat peanut butter? Yeah. I don't want you to do it. I'm going to talk really loud so I can... <laughs> I tried to cover my ears, but I had headphones on. So it just pressed into my fucking head harder. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Like, my, I feel like shaky thinking about it. It's <laughs> awful. Oh, um, boy. Well... Mark. What are you gonna okay? I wanna I think I'm ready to talk about murder. Well then now say it after I'm listening. Start your story. Start. Okay. I will <laughs> introduce if, us. If y'all are so insistent. Introduce your murder. It's not the it's uh, okay. We're talking about a lovely woman named Athalia Ponzel. Uh she got married uh, a later, a later, later time in life, making her last name Lindsley, but I'm going to call her Athelia Ponsell because that's what she was most of her life. Okay. So Athelia was born in July of 1917. Um, that was a long time ago. That's all I got about 1917. years ago. I know. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. Um, is she still alive? I'm just no. kidding. Of course she's Well, not. you know, it's about her Beverly getting Beverly Clear's still alive and she's 102. Huh. Dang. Yeah. My great grandma was born in 1899 and I knew her. Is she still alive? No, she's dead now. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Athalia. So she was a really pretty girl. Um, Her and her mom moved. <laughs> what? Her mom. Yeah. Her and her mom. Like they were both attractive so ladies. They were like, okay. all right, we're going to go and try and get famous in New York. And she That's actually ended bullshit. up doing pretty well. Um, she got noticed and was like, you know, a model for a little bit. For a while, she dated Joseph Kennedy, who is JFK's. He's the oldest Kennedy brother. He died in world war one wow but oh wasn't the dad's name joe yeah so the dad's like, name was he was joe, joe jr. jr yeah okay. so she was beautiful i need to like post a picture of her because like she was a knockout so her and joseph kennedy were engaged for a little bit she didn't end up marrying him he died um but after being a model for a while, she worked as a chorus girl and then she became like a regular as a hot girl on this television game show called Winner Take All. Is she the thing they took? No, I mean, unless <laughs> my God, she just constantly well, she said she got famous as a hot girl. She I mean, you know, kind of like how the like the suitcase ladies yeah the suitcase girls and whatever that <gasps> show was it was called deal or no deal and someday yes i will have to talk about that show and its true origins oh <gasps> the drama of it all you mm -hmm. need to like mark that down so look this is her and joseph kennedy oh my like, god she's joe beautiful well They're no let's look at joe look yeah. at them both they both yeah. were very attractive people wow he gave his little brother a run for his money. He did. They had nine I kids, I think he beat though. his little brother. I think so, too. With a pipe. I oh. don't remember that. He was, he was dead so, before. I'm sorry. He died in World War II, not World War I. That I makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, there's the wrong thing I say. Um, so, she grew up for a good amount of time like she always really liked going to florida and she was not a hundred percent like all in on saint augustine but <laughs> who is well she was more familiar with um not tallahassee florida but another city in florida that jacksonville? i can't currently remember no it wasn't jacksonville gainesville no no. Orlando. No. Keep going. No. <laughs> See, let's not do it. Okay. So. Miami? In her older. No. <laughs> I like it. I wish it was Miami. Key West. Her mom is elderly. She's dying. She's like, mom, let's 
get out of the city life. Let's go. Let's live in St. Augustine. And St. Augustine was originally the capital of Florida. Like it's an old, old, old fucking place. It was there before um, Mm -hmm. Roanoke and like the oldest settlement in North America. Yeah. Yep. So even it's before Plymouth what? Rock and all it's that still shit. Populated. It was like 1560s yeah. or 1580s. Yeah. Who was there? Just the some Spanish. Floridians. Some guys like lighting shit on fire. It was the first. <laughs> Just a bunch of Spaniards lighting shit on fire. Yeah. It was like the first post-Columbus Spanish settlement. Okay. Yes. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. So her and her mom moved down to the oldest fucking place in Florida in the entire United States that was settled by white people, whitish people, whatever. Um, Fully white. Fully white. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she moves into this affluent neighborhood because she's got some money. She's a socialite. She's like fucking cool. She's in her 50s at this point. Her mom's old and dying. They buy this nice house and they have seven dogs, which is a lot. That's a lot. It's awesome. But, you know, do what you want. You're in your, you're both retired now. Go for it. So this is some great garden some shit. Some golden girls shit. Ooh, her golden neighbors, gray garden girls. Ooh. Her neighbors <laughs> fucking hate her. They're all these like old money, like southern racist bitches. Mm-hmm. And they just can't stand her. This is like the Donald Trump story. And so. Except with Trump, there was a good reason. I don't even know this. His know. neighbors all hate him in Florida. Oh, okay. Well, because he's you know because he's who he is. Yeah. Um. So these women are like, we can't even stand living next door to her. She's fucking. Her dogs are going off all the time. Blah 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 blah. And so because they're these old influential women, whose husbands are like county seat and commissioner, or whatever, and blah blah blah. They go, they get her to board four of her dogs. She only has three. And they still fucking keep complaining. She like tries to put up her, one of her neighbors in particular is really terrible. She tries to put up this, um, she takes out some trees, which obviously piss them off because, I mean, everyone gets pissed off about trees getting pulled up. That is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I would get pissed about it too. But um so she puts them up and the woman next door like gets everybody to declare that it's like a nuisance or something and they rip all that out and then she keeps trying to do little things and it never works. She eventually they even have her arrested for disturbing the peace because they keep saying that her three dogs that she now has just won't stop barking. So they fucking arrest her for disturbing the peace. Poor Athalia. Even though she is, from what I've heard and read, like she was kind of difficult, but I mean. I mean, her name's Athalia. Yeah. Athalia Mm. Banks. But (laughs) it sounds like the other women and people involved were just as difficult, you know, old money, new money kind of problems. It's Florida. Everybody's difficult. You hate your neighbors. Good for you. Yeah. So after these women keep coming after her, she's like, well, going after the women isn't really doing anything to them because everybody in this fucking city hates me except for this one woman who's like her BFF. And then she's like, fine. Well, the women have nothing to lose. The men, though, do. They're the ones that are going to work and blah, blah, blah. So she starts this feud with Alan Griffin Stanford, her, like, direct neighbor. So Alan is kind of a huge piece of garbage. Um (laughs) He is the embodiment of like white privilege and entitlement. He is the county city manager. So that means he's pretty much, it's kind of he oversees the planning. So he's got a degree in engineering, Mm -hmm. but he never passed any of the tests through the state to be a certified civil engineer which is a big deal because you have to have a civil engineering degree to be 
the city manager. Right. Okay. So Athalia starts to hear people talking. So he approves. He's over the years. He's been really terrible at his job. Like the city's all fucked up because of him. He keeps approving dumb stuff. One of the main things that he just signed off on was them making this fucking landfill that was supposed to have a minimum be buried a minimum of six inches. And he signed off on it being like one. So everyone in the (laughs) whole city. Yeah. Everyone in the city is complaining because it smells like garbage. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, it's fine. It's cool. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He also is making twice as much as anybody in his department. Uh, He was making like, I think it was $20,000 a year. Back then, which equates to around $150,000 a year in modern times. Everybody else was making like 10 grand. And he's just living high on the hog as an asshole. And she starts to find out stuff about him. And then she eventually finds out that he doesn't even have his civil engineering degree. And he's, or, um, yeah, civil engineering degree. And he's like, you don't even need it. And she's like, cool. Well, I'm going to let some other people know in like a national sense. And so they start getting into it. And he, I emailed myself what he said to her (laughs) because he is just a piece of shit. So one day Athalia had a party at her house and had a few friends over. And as everyone leaving, Stanford pulled into her driveway and she like walks up to his car and he rolls down the window and he said to her you're a vicious and evil woman and one day I'm going to fix you Ooh, that's not ambiguous whoa 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 no (laughs) so she tells everybody she can that he said this to her she goes to like one of the fucking city like town halls says it there they struck it from the record like this guy is so in there's nothing you can do to him other than go national and try and get him to stop being a piece of shit um so she tries all this stuff nothing works whatever life goes on one day these like federal officials come in to Stanford's office and they're like, what's up guy? Um, We heard you don't actually have a civil engineering degree, but also that you may have been like embezzling money and mm-hmm. using like supplies from builds to build your own house, you know, classic types of things. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Like, you're fine. I've had this cleared. I run this place. Like, don't worry about it. And they're like, cool. Well, we're going to come back tomorrow and you better have your shit together because this is not happening. So after they leave, he, um, nobody really knows what happened. But the same fucking day, after that meeting, a guy that lives across the street from Athalia and Stanford hears this like clapping outside and he goes to the window and he sees a man what looks like hitting a woman, Athalia, the woman on her front porch okay. and the guy who's across the street goes he lives with his mom he's like mom mom you have to call the cops and so she does and they come and they find Athalia basically beheaded on her own front porch like she had been hacked so much with a machete specifically oh my god that's some Florida shit yeah her head was hanging they said it was like hanging on but like a tendon like a piece of skin or something wow. and there was blood everywhere couldn't she finish had been, the job huh yeah att- 
attacked so much like and the defensive wounds like some of her fingers were cut off because she had like you know tried to defend herself so that's what was in the police report is her mom still alive no this was a couple like a month or two after her mom died sorry i forgot to mention that her mom died (laughs) um so what the what wasn't in the police report was that the guy who saw it happen said, mom, mom, call the cops. Mr. Stanford is hitting Miss Poncel. So he physically saw Alan Stanford like chopping Athalia to death with a machete on her own front porch. Wow. So he's not got bad memories. Or anything from that. No, no never. Sure. He's fine. Never ever. So obviously they called the cops. The cops come over. The cops walk every fucking where. And yeah, back then, you know, whatever forensics was it is wasn't was it, it what it is today. Um, they didn't take any blood samples or anything like that. And um, the guys, the cops actually ended up like mopping up all the blood on the front porch because they were like, oh, this is gross. And just mopped it all up. Um, Stupid. That's some good cop. So <laughs> earlier, like after moving down to Florida, Athalia had met a man um who everybody called Jinx, which is terrible because he was named Jinx because his wife died and then his son died. Oh my God. And like they were both in like car wrecks or something like that. It was something he had nothing to do with. And so they, his name was James Jinx Lindsley. Hence the last name Lindsley. This is all reinforcing my decision to never move to Florida. Yeah. So, Jinx and Athalia got married before, but they never lived together. Some people think they were just trying to sell the house that Athalia had been living in before she moved in. Anyways, people were like, oh, my God, it's got to be Jinx who did it. And Jinx was like, it wasn't me. I wasn't even in town. Like, and multiple, he had multiple witnesses. Right. Multiple people saw him like at the time of the murder and he had nothing to do with it. So he was kind of quickly written off. Okay. Um, They didn't assume that her head fell off because he was so unlucky. mm -hmm, Right. God. (laughs) So there was also this guy who uh, kind of was like the town drunk. Um, Always. Yeah. So when the murder happened, they didn't know who did it. And they were like, if anybody can find like the murder weapon, this we assume it's a machete. Like the coroner was like, there's nothing else that could have done this except for a machete. Mm -hmm. This the town drunk is like, I'm going to find it for 500 bucks. Hell yeah. And he digs around blah 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 for a while and finally does. He finds it. He finds this machete wrapped in a like a diaper. (laughs) And then um, there are some clothes next to it. They take that and the thing about Stanford and his wife was that they had a toddler aged chit chid. That's a combo of kid and child. (laughs) Uh, I know exactly what kind of child that is. A chid. Sometimes you have a chid. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Fucking chid over here. (laughs) So they had a kid who was recently out of diapers so that's a possibility. There were also um, like paint types of paint on the shirt. Like it was a work shirt that they had found that had all the, her, the blood on it. Mm-hmm. And they traced that. They connected that paint to the specific paint that um, Stanford's wife had purchased like a year back. from like Sherwin-Williams or whatever, they found a watch that (laughs) Mrs. Stanford also had purchased for Mr. Stanford that the serial number was traced back to the actual place and there was a receipt with it on file that she had bought it for him. Wow. So there are so 
many physical clues and evidence, not yeah. just an eyewitness of the crime, which is which is also good. a whole whole bunch. Yeah. So they finally go to trial and Stanford is accused but like even when he was in jail the judge was like nah you're cool like you don't really need a bond and um <laughs> so already the judge it's it's the old boys club like old money um after being presented with all of this evidence uh obviously he pleads innocent and jury goes to deliberation for two hours <laughs> And they come out and they're like, you're fine. And they what? acquit him. <laughs> they acquit him. And the sheriff, like all these people are like, I can't fucking believe yeah. that that happened. And initially the prosecution wanted to move to change locations because right. obviously in St. Augustine, everyone is already on his side. But the judge was like, no. It can stay here. It'll be fine. So no murderer was ever found. Oh, sure. And well, because they'd he, already caught OJ. Yeah. He <laughs> he completely <laughs> got off Scott fucking free. What's also interesting, I mentioned that Athalia had like one friend in town. Mm-hmm. Her name was Frances Bemis. 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 Um, that was my dorm. A few years later, so she knew about how Stanford had been going after her. She knew all, all, all the goss because she was also in that like circle, mm-hmm. but also still good friends with Athalia. And she was supposedly writing a book about the death of her friend and a couple years later she went outside to walk and the next day her body was found in a vacant lot and her skull had been crushed and it looks like she had been just like beaten to death with a rock well that one's clearly jinx yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but her murder also never solved oh man so Really? Really? Fucking Stanford. Ugh. That piece of garbage, Alan Stanford. That's a real piece of shit. Right? God, and she was... But also, how do I get that in with the government? Uh, be a man and have millions of dollars. Do you have that? No. No. Uh, I think you could be on city council. <laughs> 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 Go for that. Thanks, Wit. Mm-hmm. I'll start there. It's a good vote of confidence. Work my way up to free murder. Yeah. Anyways, that's the infuriating story of Athelia Ponso. Athelia. She was a pretty hot older lady, too. That was. Yeah. Like. She didn't deserve to be beheaded. She was just nobody does. ISIS style. Fight with a neighbor. Yeah. Jeez. Those other neighbors were bitches to her. Yeah. It was the whole like, oh, you're new here, blah blah blah. But that was St. Augustine, right? Yeah, the whole town is just. It's like gonna be underwater. That. Doesn't matter. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's Florida. Harsh. Sorry, if you don't want it. There was, there's a great article I read today about somebody who went to Miami pretending to be buying houses mm-hmm. and kept asking like big mansion type things and kept asking the real estate agents like what about the sea level rise and they were like it's fine don't worry you don't about even it, need it. <laughs> it's gonna be like 50 years and it's what you know 30 right? year mortgage Live what do you care now. <laughs> yeah your kids aren't gonna want to inherit this house it'll be old and moldy yeah good riddance florida <clears throat> yuck except for disney world well it's in the middle mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. in the middle it'll, it'll last be fine. the longest i guess also, I don't know what kind of protective bullshit they have over that where they've never had like hurricane damage. I think just being in the middle of the state probably has helped. But the state's so mm-hmm. skinny. 
and like other skinny. people in Orlando stop. can stop. <laughs> That's what Florida just what said. What is like? It's a good four-hour drive across. Yeah, it's longer than it seems. You know, and we're like four hours from Houston. We don't get hurricane damage. Wait, that didn't really add up. I did my math badly because that'd yeah. be two hours from the coast. Yeah. Yeah. About an hour and a half. Maybe all I the alligators know. swallow the wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! The that's one that what the it kid? is. The alligators swallow all the wind, and yeah. that's why there's no hurricanes Did you, fucking up Orlando. Are you talking about alligators in general, or the alligator that ate the kid at Disney World? <laughs> no, what? I didn't know an alligator ate a kid at, an at allig- Disney World. Yes, when? Like in the Disney it World grounds. Was this like recently? Did the two-year-old deserve it? Of course, I knew it. This was like within the last. Five to ten years. Really? Google it. Okay. I really want someone to Google it because okay. I don't have my computer Damn open. All right. And yes, of course, the two-year-old. All two-year-olds are guilty until proven innocent. Alligator. You're looking it up. Disney World. Eats. Kid. Child. Chid. 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 <laughs> that was a chid. Disney. That was actually chum. Two-year-old Nebraska boy found Dead. Oh, that was probably a tasty kid. Pulled by an alligator into a lagoon near a Walt Disney World hotel. Oh, well, there you go. So it's not their fault. Not proper Disney. IJS. Yeah, that's typical think. Disney shit right there. Mm-hmm. They own the whole town. No, the let the alligator in, pull it all the way out to the other lake by the hotel. They yeah. pay the alligators to do their feeding away from the park. They're, oh, I don't want to look in and that's. Don't look it. at a picture of them. They'll it take was, away all the it fun. I didn't mean to. Okay. I wanted to know the distance of the dragging. <laughs> that was what was important to you. Yes. <laughs> is it long distance? Like, you know, is he a sprinter? No, you're right. Let's get in the mind of this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's gobbled up enough air to get him through. Yeah, it's all that hurricane swallows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gives you like super hurricane strength. Hurricane swallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I have a ghost story. Ooh, I love it starts, ghost stories. It starts right about the same time that Athalia... Athalia. Athalia, Athalia Banks was... <laughs> Poncel. Athalia Poncel. A twinkle Athalia in... Athalia Banks. A, a twinkle in uh, Cardi A's mind. Um Oh, get it? Because like A comes before B. I do. So this is the story of Pearl Curran. She was born in the 19th century and she got married to a guy named Curran. And she had a friend, Emily Grant. Emily Grant and Pearl liked to write. Um, But Emily was doing pretty good for herself. She's getting little stories and poems in the Atlantic and other big magazines at the time. And Pearl just couldn't crack it. Till one day, Uh Pearl went over to Emily's house. And Emily's like, you got to check out this new thing that I just got. It's called a Ouija board. And she was like, eh, this seems dumb. And she was like, no, no, check it out. This is like the craze. And it was. It was like a huge craze at the time. In the nineteen early nineteen tens. Well, people were really into like spiritualism back yeah. then, right? And Lots of seances. Yeah, it yeah, was like seances and uh, what's his face? He like really hated it. The magi- magician Houdini. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was this was like dubstep. Yeah. Okay, it was everywhere. <laughs> Just as good. Even if you didn't like it, you were like you knew about it. So she's like, whatever, and they get sit down and they sit at the Ouija board and immediately Pearl Curran is taken over by a spirit who starts spelling out messages to her uh, and the spirit's name is Patience Worth a Quaker ghost and Patience Worth who introduces herself saying many moons ago I lived again I come Patience Worth is my name Wow. Which is like a really great opening to a rap song. And it turns out Patience was quite the writer. So she, Patience claims to be the daughter of English Quakers born in 1649 or 1694, depending on like Pearl Curran's, uh, she fucked that up sometimes. She kind of forgets. Yeah. uh, Immigrated to Nantucket in the 17th century and was killed by uh, natives in quotes shortly afterwards. 
Described herself as a goodly dame with red hair and brown eyes. Mm, goodly. And then uh, they pressed her for more details, but Patience was like, you know, about me, I don't want to say, yesterday is dead. Let they mind rest as to the past. And then she started dictating short stories, oh. poems. Like fun ones? Novels. What? A couple of verse poems. That's kind of a lot for someone to just come up with. Yeah. Pearl. So all through the Ouija board. And this is what Pearl Curran claimed as she would sit down in her uh, like room with the Ouija board. And then just like the writing would come and she would just take dictation. And people fucking loved Patience Worth. Nobody ever talked about Pearl Curran. But like if she put Patience Worth as the byline on it, it would sell to the magazines. She found publishers she wrote seven novels this way, the most famous of which was called The Sorry Tale. Mm. Uh, she was championed by the editor of the St. Louis Globe Democrat uh, and a, a literary critic of something called Reedy's Mirror. Um, they both like announced that there was a ghost from Quaker Times who was writing these poems and books and everybody just kind of believed it i'd buy it i mean what else do you got to do in the 19 like 17 yeah 1915 is when that she took off both men assured readers patience is perhaps the most marvelous psychic phenomenon the world has ever known they wrote books about patience worth she got deals she wrote a play called telka let's see sorry tale hope true blood received glowing reviews um including historian Roland Usher, who proclaimed the sorry tale, the greatest story penned of the life and times of Christ since the gospels were finished. Oh yeah. The novel was about Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. So she was like, patience worth was pretty savvy with all of this stuff. Uh, Hope true blood when it was published in England, uh, they didn't mention that patience worth was a ghost and the critics were a little less kind. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so if that gives you an oh. idea. Here is a patient's worth. This is her most famous poem. Ah, God, I have drunk unto the dregs and flung the cup at thee. The dust of crumbled righteousness hath dried and soaked unto itself. E'en the drop I spilled to Bacchus, whilst thou, all patient, sendest purple vintage for a later harvest. So you get the idea. Mm-hmm. It's like fake old-timey pilgrim yeah, shit right. but like any historian who looks at it is like that's i mean nice try yeah yeah anyway this her success though uh set off a bunch of miraculous appearances of spirits at ouija boards writing novels mm-hmm. including william shakespeare who showed up in some dude's house and wrote another shakespeare play that everybody very quickly figured out was, was not <laughs> that good or that shakespearean oh good Billy <laughs> shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets um <laughs> so it became like a, a genuine freaking craze this whole idea of spirit writers or ghost writers Ghostwriter. Oh, yep. shit. And the Karina. term ghostwriter like, literally comes from this time period, uh, from this weird little craze that was kicked off by Little Pearl Curran. Uh, let's see. I wonder if you can watch that TV show somewhere. Ghostwriter. Yeah. So Patience Probably. encouraged Pearl to adopt a daughter because she was childless and couldn't have children. And so she talked to her husband and said, look, Patience Worth told me we should adopt a daughter. And they did. And they adopted an infant who they named Patience Wee Worth Curran. Wee Worth? Yes. Isn't that adorable? Oh, the little wee. Is that a working space? (laughs) Yes. Wee Worth. It's a co-op working space. Yeah. Yeah, She invented co-working too in addition to (laughs) ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kern gave lectures about spiritualism. She summoned patients for people like Ethel Barrymore, who is like the great, great. Yes. She made all the Barrymores. Yeah. Uh, and everybody came away really impressed. Like, wow, this patience is the real deal. Uh, somebody else who was getting in on the spirit game, uh, 
summoned Mark Twain mm. Good. and had Mark Twain write another novel, um, which the Twain descendants, or I think just as kids, uh, were like, uh, no, Mark Twain believed that when you're dead, you're dead. So he ain't mm, coming back. True. So they sued him. There's not enough of the N-word in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh they sued, and that caused that writer to admit, uh, yeah, it wasn't Mark Twain. And that kind of made the bottom fall out on the spiritual ghostwriter thing. So by 1919, uh, she was still publishing stuff, including in her own self-published Patience Worth magazine, but sales <laughs> began to uh, fall pretty fast. Uh, she released a patience uh, worth magazine <laughs> that's crazy she released a book called rose alvaro by patience worth and it sold for fifteen hundred dollars which was a lot back then to mgm and they made a movie about it in oh. 1920 called what happened to rosa starring mabel normand a comedian as pearl's avatar patience worth um but then she just couldn't sell anymore. Everybody was over it in the twenties. Nobody wanted to read spiritual pap um, about Jesus uh, from a pilgrim anymore. Like that got boring. Right. And then her husband, who this whole time kind of was side eyeing her, uh, died. And so she remarried. Then she divorced. Then she moved to California, trying to make him in movies with Patience Worth. And then she remarried again. And then she croaked in 1937. Um, but she did write one story or Patience Worth did write one story in 1919 in which the plot is that there's an, a writer who sits down on a Ouija board and summons a spirit who writes for her and then she gets confronted and then she admits that the spirit was a fake and alter ego she invented to represent everything that I want to be. So she basically confessed halfway through this whole craze mm. in one of her stories. And she's still like trying to be resurrected by certain feminist critics as like, this is kind of a sad story of a woman who couldn't yeah. get taken seriously until right. she pretended to be a ghost. And then all of a sudden she was literally famous. Uh, and then they hated her for lying, even though that was what it took to get anybody to notice her writing. So. Yeah. Anyway, the end of Patience Worth and Pearl Curran. Sorry, oh, Pearl, Pearl yeah. and Patience. The Missouri Historical Society in St. Louis has 29 volumes of her writing if you ever want to go read Bad Pilgrim Language. Hmm. Of course it's in Missouri. I There's nothing real in that. Missouri. <laughs> well, Missouri is more real than Florida. I disagree. What? It has- Missouri's like the land of God and, and like Christian museums. How many Christian museums have you been to? Like no, zero. <laughs> Are they all in Missouri? Zero. No, I think they're in like Kentucky. I think you're thinking of Kentucky. Well, there's a Precious Moments Chapel in Missouri. And well, that, that I believe. freaks me out. That's, that is That's freaky. That's funny. Yes. I'd go to that. Like the dolls, like Precious Moment yeah, dolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole That's chapel. Funny. A chapel. Mm-hmm. Not a museum or a store. No, it's a chapel. Cool. Google it. <laughs> okay. Google it. I'm going to just because Precious Moments dolls freak me out and I feel like being They're so out right 90s. Now. Or I guess it's late 90s, right? It's like late 80s, early 90s. Like Precious Moments craze coincided with the Garfield craze. Did it? I remember it like, being still pretty popular when Beanie Babies were. Maybe. Maybe they were on their way out when babies were on their way in. When babies. Babies. That's what I, you know, like it's lingo mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. those of us who are still into the TY yeah. franchise. Mm-hmm. And Precious org. The Liberty. Go to a lot of conventions yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. Has a, a gift shop. How else am I going to make money? And a hallelujah square full of precious moments, people. You're damn right. That's why I don't trust anything from Missouri. Yeah. I mean, that's one reason. That's a good reason. Also, I bet if you Google the like, Christian museums, there's a billion of them there. 
Um, yeah, but it's in Kentucky, the one where you Billion. It's where the like creationism museum is. Well, I feel like there's That's a few the in Missouri one. too. Yeah, it's all the same. See, <laughs> Missouri sucks. It's all people who fought for the Union against slavery and now wish they hadn't. Yeah, it's those states, <laughs> which is dark. Those states are the That's ones I don't so like. Dark. Indiana, Kentucky, Missouri, all y'all need to stop it. Yeah, grow yes. up. Grow up, Kansas. Grow up. You won. <laughs> you were on the right side of history. Don't fuck it up now. Yeah. They already have. Well, Missouri was always ambivalent, but mm. anyway. Well, y'all want to talk about the star witness in the Manson trial? Yeah. Mm, hell yeah. And by the Manson trial, I do mean the Charles Manson trial. Not like the Marilyn Manson yes. trial? No, not yet. <sighs> Wasn't that just Columbine? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What happened? Oh, too late. We had to blame the music. Okay. That's true. So, we're going to talk about Linda Kasabian. Okay. Uh, She testified against Manson, and this is just the creepiest thing, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, when she walked in, Charles looked her in the eye and did, like, the throat slitty finger thing. (gasps) Uh, That would be, like, the last person I would want that from. Yeah. Oh, first, I don't want the eye contact. Second, I definitely right. don't want the throat slitty finger thing. Not from him. Yeah. He did that to her. Yes. That's so fucking funny. I feel like from a lot of people, I would laugh at it. But from Charles Manson, I would yeah, be, like, be like, no, thank you. You could get out somehow. Ted Bundy did it. A couple of times. Yep. Oh. Twice. Um. So when she first met Manson a friend invited her to the spawn ranch and she met Manson at the tail end of an experiment of family of her own so like it was a failed experiment because her husband uh, Robert Kasabian left her after they had one child and she had another one on the way and he went to South America what that's so cliche like why do you have to get that far away seriously grow up (laughs) You really don't need to go any farther than just over the border. <laughs> it's overkill, but in a leaving sense. So, like, right <laughs> at this time, her pregnant ass meets Charles Manson. Her friend invited her to Spawn Ranch. She was super excited because she already saw Charles as, like, a Christ-like figure. Um, and then when she gets there, he says something about, you have a father hang up. And she was like, oh my God, you get me. <laughs> you really I'm get I'm female. Me. How weird. <laughs> so eventually she becomes the newest member of the family and she's doing all the LSD music dancing orgies. Uh, and in her words, just being free, which is the so 60s, so far away from what you were, if you were in the family. <laughs> Um, she saw Manson as like a father, a lover, and God, like just like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. He was everything to everybody. Um, on August ninth, nineteen sixty nine, if we all remember that, uh, Manson told Kasabian to get a knife, a change of clothing, and a driver's license. Well, her driver's license, not just a random one. <laughs> And uh, she didn't ask questions because she just trusted it. And she felt excited and special and chosen by her father slash God. She drove Charles Tex Watson, Susan Atkins, and Patricia Krenwinkel to the home of Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. So this woman did the driving. Uh, She knew they were breaking in. She didn't know that people would die until uh, that 18-year-old boy pulls up into the driveway and Tex goes and like holds a gun to his head, slits his wrist, and then shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. We all so, remember this. Will you recap who died? How many people? It's what was it? I Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. I think she had her two, friends, two friends, and then the, the guy who was like pretty much her kind of paramour, right? There. Yes, she had two friends. I think a paramour. And there was a 18 year old boy that kid. was going to visit the guy in the pool house, right, or something. So I don't. And the I guy mean, in the pool house lived, I believe. Okay. I don't think I thought they it went was the maid. Well, I think I thought it was like a dude maid. Yeah, <laughs> dudes can be maids. Yeah, 
but they were out in the pool house. Yeah. They're called maidens. In like the <laughs> made him the maid quarter made hymns. Uh, Roman Ooh. Polanski. I feel like I don't know if nobody knows. Short story: Roman Polanski wasn't there. Nope. He was like in Europe. Sharon Tate is like eight months pregnant. They just fucking killed her, stabbed her to death, and then everybody else in the house. Yeah. And then left. Mm-hmm. Well, so while they're doing that, uh, Tex ordered Kasabian to stay outside and be the lookout. So she's like listening for noises for like cops or neighbors or looking for lights. But all she can hear are screams coming from inside. So eventually she runs inside just to stop the screams. And she found her friends carving up the body of pregnant Sharon Tate. And Linda's pregnant at this time. So she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, no bueno. Uh, very pregnant she's yeah extremely pregnant she tried to stop it at some point she um got susan atkins like eye contact and susan kind of like froze before she killed one of the guys um and as she was frozen and like staring at linda tex comes in and kills the guy that susan was gonna kill Uh, And then Patricia's like chasing this other woman across uh, in the background and like stabs her. And even though Kasabian, like this was the first time she felt accepted uh, whenever a pregnant woman got massacred, uh, that was kind of the line for her. (laughs) Okay. Just that. The other people, whatever. Yeah. So the line was really them carving up Sharon Tate, which is a pretty hard line, I think. That's, that's a, I mean, if you're going to draw a line anywhere, at least it landed somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to have a hard line, have Mm -hmm. a hard line. Right. Um, so that was her line. And Joyce Bird, her mother, said, a lot of what happened to Linda was my fault. Like all teens, Linda had a hard time. But when she came to talk to me about them, I didn't give her much time. So Joyce is blaming herself. But Kasabian blames her stepfather because she was abused. And she ran mm. away at the age of 16. And then she did the whole marriage thing with Robert. Um but that is the short and sweet story of Linda Kasabian. Okay. I mean, Linda, it's still your fucking fault. Yeah. Like, ultimately. Yeah. You can't. You're not completely off the hook. No, no you can't just say Did my she s- serve any jail time? Or did she get off because she testified against Manson? I think she got off light. I don't think okay. she... Mm, okay. I don't think she got completely off, but I think mm-hmm. she got off light. Hmm. And Charles Manson's dead now. Woo! Yep. That happened last year. Yeah. Right. Was that just last year? I think it was. I forgot just last about year. that. Yeah. Um, I do know they're making a new Sharon Tate movie. Oh, that sounds awful. No. Um, Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, and she looks just oh, fucking the like Hollywood her. Forever. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, I am there for it for sure because i saw that picture of her and i thought it was sharon tate yeah (laughs) i mean she look i mean obviously they like do special things to make her look like her but she really really looks like her man once hollywood discovered margot robbie they found all sorts of things for her to do yeah she's She's great great. yeah she's you know you thought she was just gonna be the hot girl from wolf of wall street and then they were like oh wait oh i forgot about that talent i thought it was just gonna be like oh you were harley quinn oh yeah in that awful movie right no she's she's it wasn't that awful i watched it and i hated watching it but i watched it it wasn't that not awful but i didn't turn it off yeah okay if I turn it off, it's awful. Did you yeah, watch? you're right. It wasn't like abysmal, but it wasn't yeah. pretty pointless. Did you see the trailer for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? Yeah. No. It looks sad. It does. It looks like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> what movies does he do? You know, like Boogie Nights and okay. The Master the and Master. all that. Got yeah. it. Um, yeah, it looks depressing as fuck so yeah it also looks like it's trying really hard to be a robert de niro movie 
Because he looks like Taxi well, Driver no, in one scene, and he this. looks like Kings of Comedy in another scene. Well, he, and Robert De Niro is in it. Is he? I think he is. Oh my gosh! So there you go. Yeah. That makes what sense. is this? What is it about? Like the origin story yeah. of the Joker, and of course they made him a stand-up comic because it's the most obvious thing. How is the Joker made? They did. You know, he's just a super poor guy taking care of his sickly mother, and he just beaten down by the world he's just a poor guy from a poor family being a clown <laughs> something 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 <laughs> yeah that was terrible thanks no i mean my part no in, in all of that my too. part was also terrible <laughs> no we both suck i just feel bad that i haven't seen the trailer and that my story was so short but i thought mm-hmm. it was important no i thought okay. it got everything i i mean that one's a hard one to tell because it's been told so many times. Mm-hmm. But I like that angle. I forgot that there was one person who kind of cracked first. Yeah. 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 That's why I liked her because I'm, I don't know. Squeaky is still in Squeaky's, prison, right? Yeah. And, and she's also, still into him? think so isn't there still like one person left over two. from the manson family who is still believes in all of that bullshit i know i saw a documentary where they interviewed the women that were in prison mm-hmm. but i don't remember who was into it still uh, but squeaky's just a memorable name yeah that's true squeaky from yeah like um, squeaky farts. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Burn. Sick. Gotcha. Burn. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Old lady. She's old now, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're, they're all white like, hairs. Well, yeah. they're they're probably in their. 60s. I mean, that was forty years ago. Yeah. F- almost fifty years ago now. They got white hairs. I bet they're in their sixties because they were like in their. Teens, they're in their 70s 20s this is summer of 69 right yeah that's what it's she said 2019 it's 50 years ago so yeah. even if if they were teenagers they'd be in their late 60s yeah it's crazy that is all that's like retirement and people are still talking about it to this day good for charles manson damn <laughs> ew should i run my stories by you <laughs> no. i don't want to hear anything about charles manson what no don't give him a platform no it's i'm just well what did we learn did anybody learn anything (sighs) the past sucks i mean i guess everything we talk about is technically in the past i think we learned that no matter what part of america you're in it can be a real shithole full of murder and sadness males i feel like it's (laughs) murdering males well yours didn't have no, the, the guy was, the husband was pretty he supportive. Was right. Yeah, he just, he was like, I think you're crazy, but that's cool. You're- what about grow up? Yeah. Mm. What story did I tell? Uh, yeah, Athalia. Athalia Banks. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> close. If Stanford would just have not been such a child. Yeah. I, that story made me so mad. That story is <laughs> awful, especially knowing that he had a kid. Yeah. And you know what? I forgot to say this. There was speculation because Stanford and his wife were both in their 50s. People thought that their daughter, their toddler was actually their like grown teenage daughter's daughter or kid. Oh. So they were covering for their actual grown daughter who wasn't married anyways oh. God. there was a I'm lot of that back then bra. i can't itch. Sorry. why because this thing it, it has a low back oh mm. it's making my boobs itch that's terrible <laughs> itchy boobs mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's the real, worst real bad and i can't itch them because it's under the fucking always... sticky stuff so i have to like I have to shave mine. Pinching titties over Pinch here. T- All right. Well, okay. Thanks well. for listening. <laughs> Follow us on. Uh, <laughs> There's what we learned today. On, uh, 
Who's got itchy titties? Yeah, itchy that's titties. it. Everybody's got them. <laughs> uh, follow us at Weird Brunch everywhere and uh, mm-hmm. rate us if you feel like it and tell your friends to listen to us. That would be nice. Also, I check out Karina's nice. podcast, Thanks Academy, yeah. where we just did an episode. Yeah. Yep. We're all there, not telling stories, just watching stories. Yep. yep. We watched uh, An American in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it was a magical experience. A lovely film. Oh, yeah. Theater kids love it. The yeah. magic is still inside of me. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why that grossed mm-hmm. me out. I got grossed out. It grossed out. me out, too. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.